Hello, and welcome to Profit's Healthcare Changemakers podcast, where we'll be talking to leaders in healthcare who are focused on transforming their organizations to drive the next level of growth for their business and for healthcare. At Profit, we believe that the organizations that thrive in healthcare are those that dare to change the game, striving to improve human health, create better experiences, and make the best of care an enduring and sustainable reality for all. Those that will transform healthcare are the changemakers. And for this podcast, we want to focus on them. Our podcast styles into and recognizes the people behind the transformation and their journeys in changing the game one story at a time. Are you ready to dive in? All right. Hi, this is Jeff Gorgie. I am hosting this week's podcast conversation, and I'm pleased to have with me Daryl Johnson, the Chief Strategy Officer of RL Datix. Daryl. Thanks, Jeff. Happy to be here. Well, Daryl, why don't you start by telling us about yourself, your career path, and all the things that led you up to your choice? <laughs> yes. I, uh, I don't know if it'll be fun, but I certainly can share some learnings along the way. Again, Daryl Johnson, Chief Strategy and Marketing Officer at RL Datex, and there's an interesting why, reason why the, the strategy and marketing have come together in my title, so I certainly will get into that later. But yeah, born and raised in Minneapolis, Minnesota, went to the University of Minnesota, and I, uh, I started out as a chemical engineer, and I realized after a couple of years, I didn't want to be an engineer. And then I went into banking for a little while, and boy, talk about, at that time, a boring industry. Um, I, it's parts of it I liked of it, and part of it I didn't like. So I got out of that and did a startup. And then in the late 90s, I really got intrigued around data. One of the funny stories is, is I was out in Brazil. We were working with Slumberger, which is a uh, drilling company for the oil and gas industry. And I went into this room and they had, Jeff, they had like monitors and they were measuring everything. And I looked at that and I said, boy, if they can do this for drilling equipment, imagine what you could do for the human body. And as that, that's where I really got turned around in my career. And I started figuring out how to apply data in healthcare. And after that, I left this startup and I went and worked for GE Healthcare. And I guess you could say, you know, the rest is history. For the last 23 years, I've been a data geek in healthcare and figuring out how to apply data and data infrastructures to improve outcomes in healthcare. And so that's been my professional journey along the way, everything around data and data infrastructures and applying data in healthcare. So I'm fascinated by it. You say you've been a data geek for 23 years in, if you think back, what do you wish you knew then that you know now about the potential for data and to drive all, everything it can do? I mean, I love attacking complex problems, um, and it tends to be in my career that people always gave me the most complicated problems that people tended to fail on. I almost got a little bit too like, you know, my brand was, hey, uh, we haven't figured this out yet. Give it to Daryl. He'll figure it out, which I took a lot of pride in. But Jeff, I think the thing is, is that um, when I like complex problems, I never really understood the complexity of healthcare. It is so uber complex. And I think what I would have liked to have known, I mean, I've got a lot of bumps and bruises along the way where naively I felt like um, you could use data to solve problems or answer questions. And I rightfully so kind of got pushback from people that, it, hey, it's not that simple. It's, it's more complex than that. But I do think that that is the opportunity in healthcare the data in healthcare is so complex with genomics and clinical data and socioeconomic data, et cetera, et cetera, that we've got to figure out how to remove this complexity because it's the complexity that's driving cost and poor quality. 
For sure. So I want to talk about change, Daryl, right? And we call this the Healthcare Changemakers podcast for a reason. And I'd love just to get your take. You know, you've been doing this now, you said 23 years. Share some of us, what are some of the lessons you learned about how do you change an organization and how do you change, drive change in healthcare? Yeah, there are two separate things. They're kind of related, but they're a little bit different because on the external side, the industry that I compete in in healthcare is probably one of the most regulated industries in the world. And it's probably one of the most change resistant industries in the world. I think from a change perspective internally, what I have found that really works, Jeff, is that all of us will change when we get momentum and alignment. If you get the, and literally I'm saying, if you got 10 people in the room, if three people are motivated to change out of the 10, it's not gonna go anywhere. Um, even if the CEO is one of the three, you've gotta have the majority that are uh, in the camp to want to change. You have to explain to them the importance of change and why doing something different is vital for the organization to achieve the success they wanna achieve. If you don't do those two things, you're not going to get motivation. And if you get those two things, then you can get the motivation. And there's a lot of people that will say, just change the comp plan and you'll get a lot of motivation. Just you pay people and you'll get what you pay for. Yeah, that, that's true. But sometimes people might cut corners on that and just try to get to the end result. And what I want to do is I want to get to the process of change because meaningful, reproducible change is a process. And that means you got to implement processes in the organization and that means you got to get people aligned and you got to get the majority of people aligned and motivated to get that change to stick. So let's talk about one particular change that you're bearish on, then we'll get to one you're more, you're more bullish on. Um, I would love, love, love to see before I leave this great planet Earth, <laughs> the medical home of the future, where we can get preventive, predictive by putting technologies in people's homes, getting data into the cloud and being able to act on that data before Daryl shows up in the emergency department via an ambulance. I think we can do that today, that the technology is there today. I think what's preventing us is the payment models to do that. And I think that what hit me with like a light bulb a few years ago is there's a discrepancy, especially in the United States, there's a discrepancy between acute care and non-acute care. And but the majority of money for hospitals is in acute care and the majority of losses for healthcare systems is in non-acute care. We gotta close the gap between acute care and non-acute care, acute care, social care. And until we do that, we're gonna keep on pushing the value stream into the acute setting because that will be where the money to be made is gonna happen. I'm gonna to start to shift gears a little bit, but tell me about some yeah. of the change coming in healthcare that you're bullish on and you're excited about. And I'm, I, I think that's gonna lead us to the opportunity that you jumped into in the current role. Uh, remember, over the last few years, we've been talking about big data and artificial intelligence and machine learning and pattern recognition. Well, this has been done for decades. And so I do believe that there is a promise in using artificial intelligence and machine learning. I do think that the biggest near-term value is to sift through mounds and mounds of data to reduce the operational burden for clinicians, I think it's sad that clinicians spend 17% to 20% of their day documenting. Documenting. Yeah, I mean, there's two immediate pain painful implications of that. The one is they're unhappy, right? Yeah. And physician burnout and job dissatisfaction is just at a place it can't be. The second is 
we need their 20% of their time due to the shortages we have. So for, for both those reasons, it's important to fix. Totally. So I am really, really, really bullish on the fact that we can help reduce a lot of that administrative burden through technology. So I'm really bullish on that. So tell me about then what attracted you to the opportunity at RL Datix? So going back to 2007, when I joined Medtronic, Omar Ishra joined the company a few years after that. And a few years after that, we started really getting bullish on the pop health side. And like I said, I'd love to see that happen. And I'm still hoping that that happens. And then I got into more about the complexity around the, the payment models and, and all of the social determinants of health and all the complexity and stuff. And then I started reading uh, years ago, the saddest fact that some of our doctors want to commit suicide over the depression of what they're doing right now of the burdens in healthcare. Yeah. And I said, okay, we're already thousands of doctors short. We're hundreds of thousands of nurses short. And these really valuable clinicians are thinking about taking their lives because of how inefficient the system is. I said, that's really sad. So I, I took that and I said, you know what? I felt a calling of shifting from this pop health piece, which again is something I want. And But I felt like the more nearer term is how can we help on the operational side to remove some of these operational administrative burdens for these clinicians? So that's how I ended up switching from Medtronic to Cerner, pop health kind of focus, big data, and now into RL Data, it's a software company really trying to help health systems on the operational side around risk, quality, safety, and cost. So tell us about the unique RL Data solution and, and the things you're tackling now and the things we might see in the next six or 12 months roll out. So safety is a very, very complex problem. There's hundreds of variables that, that deliver to a potential uh, risk or safety outcome. And what RL Datix has done is we've built our company through internal innovation as well as some acquisitions to acquire the relevant data streams around governance, risk, compliance, and workforce management. We're putting that data into our public cloud environment that's called Catalyx. And now what we're doing is we're helping health systems holistically and longitudinally look at quality, safety, risk, and cost not just within their silo or their department, but across their operations so that they can start seeing the contributing factors. And then they can then update policies and procedures and incidents and adverse events and spread that learning across the organization faster so that they can improve their outcomes. And that's what's exciting about what RL Datix is doing. Yeah. So what's in the pipeline that you can discuss and share? Well, we have a kind of a three-prong approach here, and, it, and all of them are really important. So first thing we need to do is we need to migrate the data into the cloud. Believe it or not, we still have a lot of customers that have their data on-prem, and that has outlived its usefulness, and we need to get this stuff that into the public cloud. I would say that is our migration strategy. Then I would say our modernization strategy is I've learned that who cares that the data is in the cloud? If you talk to any data scientist, they will tell you that they spend 80% of their time cleansing the data and making the data valuable for actual analysis and insights. So we're migrating the data. And at the same time, we're looking at modernizing the tech stack and the platform so that our data becomes of high quality. 
which is extremely important because we want to be able to reduce the burden on the data scientists on figuring out how to find the insights in the data. So it's migration, it's modernized, the data quality. And then we're also doing, Jeff, is that we're building an integration schematic across our value pillars so that we can, behind the scenes, start integrating our governance software applications, our risk software applications, our compliance software applications, our workforce management software applications. We can start integrating them to reduce the administrative burden for our users to go on multiple tools, multiple platforms. It just connects things seamlessly behind the scenes. Single sign-on authorization, automatic uploads. If a policy uploads and changes, we get it automatically sent over to the users through workforce management scheduling, et cetera, et cetera. And we reduce a lot of that keyboard time and clicks that, again, doesn't feel like a big deal to a lot of people. But, you know, those things are really the splinters that creates a lot of frustrations uh, operationally for our customers. So that's number two is the modernization. And then number three is the innovation. And we're using AWS as our partner, but then driving insights from that data so that our customers can use that insight and then drive care delivery changes to improve the outcomes within their organization. Got it. So you and I had talked previously about one application I think is particularly interesting around workforce management and everyone who's reading the financial reports now and every health system that's reporting these, you know, huge swings from positive to negative operating margins. They're, they're almost all talking about the cost of, of labor and specifically yeah. nursing and even more specifically you know, the traveling nursing agencies and right. you've got a solution for that. I thought it was interesting. We'll leave it at that. Daryl Johnson, Chief Strategy and Marketing Officer at RL Datix. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to Profits Healthcare Transformers podcast. This podcast is produced by Jared Johnson and his wonderful team at Shift Forward Health. And a big thank you to our hosts, Priya and Asia, Lindsay Mosby, Paul Schrimpf, and Jeff Gorgi. If you liked today's episode, you can find more great content like this at profit.com thinking. I'm Anna Kuno, the senior editor of this podcast. Thank you for listening.